Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is your host, John Hennigan, and host Frank Selby on the line with us. Frank, yeah. we've got a fantastic show. Yeah, it sounds like we do, again, like always. Well, some are better, but this is a good one. Um, Before we get started, I would like to uh, say thanks to Sirius XM Radio. Um, Today is our premiere um, on that uh, huge, huge market, and we're very excited to be uh, included to partner up with them. And you know what? Well, I'll tell you what, John. Let's see if anybody ever listens to uh, <laughs> Sirius XM. Um, send me an email if you're listening on Sirius XM. And that's john at fishtalkradio.com. John at fishtalkradio. Just three words. Fishtalkradio.com. John at. And we will uh, send you something to make it worth your while. I want to see if there's anybody out there listening. Yeah, we got a big treasure box full of stuff that we want to send our listeners. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So go ahead and get that in the mail and or get that email. And I don't know how many we're going to get, but whoever sends me an email, I guarantee they'll get something. And we got some good stuff. Some of our uh, manufacturers and sponsors every once in a while send us some stuff. So we'll make sure you get something good. And... Oh, we're going to start off with John McGannon, Wild Eats. Great, great guy. And he specializes in how to prepare wild game. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Pay close attention to that. And then we've got uh, first time we've had somebody from Utah. We've got Justin Harding. And then we have Mike Ferris, who sketches sturgeon, walleye, salmon, and North Santiam River. And Santiam River is one of the premier rivers in Oregon. Should be good. And then we'll finish up uh, with a couple of minutes and talk to Chris Witt with the rip and hoe lures that actually work. I wouldn't say it if they didn't. Anyway, um, listen or go to fishhunttalkradio.com or fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show as many times as you want, and it should be there shortly by the time you hear this show. So appreciate it if you tune in, and if there's something you want, just uh, drop us a line. Need help uh, someplace to go fishing or hunting? We'll help you. Okay, we'll be right back with you. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Catch them deep, muddy water or the back of 
every time I can I get to be a fisherman Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, our host Frank Selby, on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We have with us a very, very famous um, chef with uh, a certain specialty that you guys are going to enjoy. John McGannon with Wild Eats. And uh, John, say hi. Tell us a little bit about what you you, do. Thank you for the very kind word. I don't know how famous that is, but it's a, we like we enjoy making people happy. Yeah, I know you got to go because you're helping cater somebody's wedding with doing mostly hors d'oeuvres and such. But John is uh, <laughs> he's actually got his own line of seasoning, and we have to say trade show. I I got something from him, but he doesn't give nothing away. <laughs> but he did give me one of one of them when we got some. But it's a unique blends that he makes himself to go for certain types of meat. Um, John, why don't we do this? We're you got sh- got short a couple of minutes, but uh, it's the time of the year that uh, when a young man's fancy turns to bird hunting. Well, so, bird or or deer or uh, yeah, yeah, this is a very exciting time for all of us who love outdoors and mm-hmm. nature. Um, well, yeah. I'm, why don't you why don't I'm, you give I'm, us some tips? First of all, let's start in the field, and then okay. uh, what to do with what we got. All right. Well, first of all, the first, the first and most important thing starts way before you get into the field, and and that is um, honing in your skills with whatever uh, piece of weapon that you're uh, going to be utilizing, and and so that you can make a very clean, um, uh, not only ethical but very um, important um, kill shot, uh, mm-hmm. so that the animal basically doesn't have the adrenaline and stress of. Um, of being being wounded and, and running around, which has a very ill effect to the uh, to the quality of the meat from uh, from that mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to really, you know, when you're going in and you're sighting in your bow or your or, or your shotgun or your rifle or whatever it is. Well, so what do you, you go for the lungs or what do you shoot for? Um, yeah, well, big game, heart, lung area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, birds. If you're if you're really good, you can go for headshots. Yeah, well, that's you with know. the twenty two. You don't want, you don't want yeah. your pheasant. You don't want your yeah. pheasant flopping around. You you want them. Yeah. You want them to be uh, right. what I refer to as a uh, slaughterhouse environment, where all of a sudden you have, you know the animals dispatch without ever even hearing the shot go off. That yeah. would be optimal. So this way yeah. you don't have you don't have the release of these chemicals that. Are are generated from, ah, from stress. Okay, well let's uh, let's start in with uh, fowl. Now we know if you've got a deer, you've got to within a few hours, you've you've got to field dress it and get you all bet. the Well, temperature out. control is temperature control is the next uh, is the next situation, and that's whether whether it's a fish or whether it's a pheasant or whether it's a, an elk. Um, there is a thing, a term that is referred to in the food industry as the danger zone. Yeah. And that is a, that is between 45 and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. And inside of that range is where bacteria grows the fastest. So you want to be able to either get it above or below those, uh, those temperature mm-hmm. ranges. And, and whether or not, you know, the, the old premise of uh, the guys out in Europe going pheasant hunting and then coming back with a successful harvest and hanging hanging the birds on the fence post while they go into the pub yeah really has has zero amount of biological or culinary credibility because yeah. that that animal or, is now or, sitting there or driving around town with a deer across your hood <laughs> yeah because you're, you're you're in that danger zone yeah. for an extended period of time so you want to get it cooled off to around, get it cooled off to around 40 degrees AC, asap Anything, you know, as close, the lower you get to, to, towards 40, the slower the bacterial growth 
And with the birds, and since you mentioned the, the, the upland birds and the pheasants and whatnot, um, you know, there is no way, shape, or form that anybody can justify marinating their birds with internal body fluids. Um, when you get hit with, <laughs> hit with a shotgun blast, um, things have a tendency of puncturing. Oh. And, and there's, you know, oh, it's the enzyme. You know, we can all justify whatever it is that we want if you tell yourself the story enough. But scientifically speaking, there is no way that um, urine, feces, and internal body fluids are a benefit to yeah. the quality of your meat. Because so, well, yeah, yeah, when, you, when, just, when you go through an organ, it releases everything. Of course it does, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and there's, none of that stuff is any good. Um, we don't make sauces with that. We don't, we don't, you, we, you want it just like you want to eviscerate your, your deer and your elk to get rid of the body temperature. You want to do exactly the same thing with your pheasants and your duck and your geese mm-hmm. uh, for the exact I, same reason. Get it out of that danger zone and then eliminate the potential of cross-contamination, which is what those body fluids basically mm-hmm. uh, generate yeah. when, when they're allowed to just mm-hmm. sit in there. I got two quick questions for you. What would okay. be your best seasoning for turkey, wild turkey, and pheasant? All right. Well, upland birds. I'm a I'm a big fan. If you can go, if anybody's interested, you can go to wildeats.com. And I am considered the the dry age guy. Mm. Um, and and that's a that's a long story. I don't think we have enough time on this segment. But there's I have a whole. A whole essay uh, on why and uh, and how, um, but for upland birds, um, they don't have the excess capillary blood that does uh, waterfowl and and big game, but they still have these very highly developed muscle tissues. Mm-hmm. So they will greatly benefit from a couple of days of dry aging, and basically just put the birds on a rack in your refrigerator uncovered and allow the internal moisture of those muscles to evaporate. Mm-hmm. Without that excess moisture in those muscle tissues, the fiber structure of that muscle basically breaks down and becomes tender. Mm-hmm. So unlike like a, a mallard or uh, any of your geese, where I, I recommend aging those for 7 to 10, even 12, 14 days for big, big honkers, you don't have the capillary blood situation. But you, like I said, if you evaporate the internal moisture out of that muscle tissue, that meat will become way more tender than if you don't. Then once you dry age it for a couple, two, three days, then I would, then I highly recommend using brining your white birds. And my lemon, garlic, and sage rub with fennel has an outstanding brine recipe on it, and it is designed for upland birds. And you mix that with some salt and sugar, you know, sea salt or kosher salt, and just a just a touch of sugar and the. The combination of the salt and the sugar basically lock, creates what is referred to as a matrix inside of that muscle tissue locking in the moisture. Uh-huh. That would be then after a couple, if, you, if you're just doing, let's say, breast of a pheasant, overnight is more than enough time. If you're doing a whole wild turkey, two or three days, okay. then you roast that up or grill it up nice and fast. The breasts need there to be go. cooked just like a steak, mm-hmm. and the legs need to be cooked just like a shoulder. There you go. You know, hot, uh, uh, slow John, and wet. John, we're, we're, about to, uh, we're about up to the, the limit right now, but uh, okay. give us your website again. All right. It's uh, wildeats.com, and uh, we also have a Facebook page and an Instagram, so uh, check that out. If anybody has any questions or concerns or issues, I'm always available to take emails and help you out along the way. Okay, well, that's a tough one, wildeats.com. And also, Wild you've got quite a uh, variety of spices, I suppose, you can get on. We do. We have, we have dry rubs mm-hmm. and seasonings for, for just about whatever would walk, crawl, swim, or fly. All righty. Hey, we're sorry to cut you short, John, but we appreciate Not you coming a problem. on. We'll, we'll get you back you as soon as you're available. Guys have a great afternoon. Thank you, John. All right, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. we got to go. Go to the website. Uh, check us out on fishtalkradio.com. Hey, Mike, I think we need some more cowbell.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, uh, Frank Selby, from his and hers fly shop, a world-renowned fly angler. And if he hasn't caught it, uh, God didn't make it. That's all I can say. <laughs> and we have a very special guest, Justin, um, from Utah, which is, I don't think we've had anybody from Utah on before. And we're going to be talking to him in just a couple of minutes. But uh, while I've got your attention, please, uh, today is our inaugural day to go on Sirius XM Radio, Channel 1. 122. So if you're not listening on that, um, tell your friends, tune in. If you don't have a radio, go get one. But uh, we're really excited about being partners with them. And that is uh, um, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on Eastern, on Channel 122, on Sirius XM Radio. So if you want to uh, tune in, and if you want to send me an email, john at fishtalkradio.com. That's three words, john at fishtalkradio.com. We'll dig around in our uh, treasure chest, and uh, we'll make it worth your while for getting in touch with us because this is the first week we want to know if anybody out there listening. But uh, um, we got uh, Justin Harding. I think it was the first time, Frank, that we've had somebody from Utah on, isn't it? Hey, yeah. how's it going? Fantastic. And, uh, Terrific. And it's that time of the year, I guess, uh, um, you know, you do. Now, you're in Provo, which is, um, if you're in Salt Lake, you got to go up over the ski mountain down the other side, and that's where Provo is. Is that correct? We're actually in Park City, but we fish the Provo River. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's just uh, about 45 minutes from uh, Salt Lake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I got one thing to quick say. If you ever go 
make sure you get one of his guides for the Provo or a couple other rivers he'll tell you about. He His place is great. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend them. Well, in uh, Utah, you're, you're away from the ocean or, you know, big lakes. Well, you've got the Salt Lake, of course. But just out of curiosity, does anything live in the Salt Lake? Uh, I used to live up by Park City. I know. I said, does anything live in the Salt Lake? Oh, does anything? Just drying shrimp. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think anything else can. Okay. And they got a lot of waterfowl hunting there, too. Yeah, okay. And what is it you primarily target? Uh, browns and rainbow trout. Mm. Yeah. And water yeah. rivers. Yeah, there's quite a few. Right now, the blooming olive hatch is going off. So it's been really good. Dry fly fishing is really good this time of year. I like that. All right, Frank, why don't you ask some questions? Sure will. Uh, Number one, what's the best time to book you guys up there? Well, we we do fish year-round, but uh, the best time, one of my favorite times is in March. A lot of people come to ski, and and, uh, that's when the first good dry fly hatch starts is in March. Um, So that can be really fun. Right. Uh, really good dry fly fishing in March, but right now it's great. So you could you could actually blue. you could actually uh, go on the mountain, come down, jump in your car, and catch the hatch in the evening, right? Yeah, the afternoon hatch. Yeah, a lot of people ski in the morning. As soon as it gets too hot to really ski, then they like you said, hop in and come fish. Sounds good to me. Hey, John, you yes. know what's great about that? What's that? Uh, fish in that area. You can fish it from January 1st to December 31st and always catch a few fish. And what's his, What's your motto? We got a no fish, no pay guarantee. So we, we want people to know we're serious about getting them into fish, and we have a lot of fun doing that. So what do you do, keep one in your cooler and drop it on their line when they're not looking? <laughs> People have joked. No. Sometimes when they catch one on their first catch, they uh, they always ask us if we planted it there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, how many how many guys do you have now? You know, I've got about five to ten, depending on uh, uh, how how many are yeah needed. And we do some pretty big corporate trips, so sometimes we need up to ten. And but we got five that are pretty consistent with us. Well, John, we'll have to go up there, and he'll have to teach you. Well, yeah, I tell you what, Frank, the list keeps getting longer and longer, but the time doesn't keep getting longer and longer. <laughs> it's getting shorter and shorter, yeah. I know. Is that right? Uh-oh. And uh, the, primarily trout, then. And are these uh, uh, what you might call, um, you know, the trout, are they planted? Browns, they don't normally plant, do they? You know, they, they planted them originally. The only thing native to that was the cutthroat, mm-hmm. and they have whitefish in there too, but um, we don't catch a lot of those. So the, the things we do catch now are rainbows and browns, and uh, they, they aren't native per se, but they, they don't plant them anymore. They get yeah, but plenty they, of yeah, fish. Yeah, they're, they're not necessarily native, but they're wild. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell wild. you what. I, I believe that people talk about native trout. Well, yeah. I'd say you show me a trout that's a 100% pure, and yeah. I'll show you a whole tribe of Indians that are 100% true-blooded American Indians. Yeah. They just don't exist. There's uh, over a period of time. It may have been a long time, but anyway, that's that's a different story. Now, the size of these critters. Yeah. Yeah, We. Get, you know what? My client one time caught a... Real big one. It was like 34 inches, mm-hmm. 34 and a half. That's the biggest they get. That's a trout? That was the biggest. Yeah, that's, that was a brown trout. And uh, I should put that on my website so people can see it. Mm-hmm. That'd Maybe be I huge. I put it on my blog, and if anyone wants to check it out, it was 34 and a half inches. Um, so how would they get on your website? Just go to utahproflyfishing.com. No, I'll put a blog post that has a... That has a link to your guys' uh, talk show, and, and then they can come back and look at this uh, big fish that I'm talking about. It was 34 and a half inches, but most of the fish we catch are typically between 15 and 20 inches. Well, that's still two, three pounds, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty big, and mm-hmm. they're getting ready to spawn right now. Now, so, the, the fishing. The, you normally fish the rivers. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. we do all walk and wade. Walk and wade, on the, okay. On right. the Provo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a great river to fish. Uh, my favorite times when the white millers are going off. <laughs> and tell us what those are. <laughs> the white millers is a little white mayfly. And they get so bad it looks like a snowstorm. <laughs> It's pretty fun, and we're catching a lot of us, a lot off PMDs right now, and bluing all us too. So it's yeah, fun. Well, any any fly you throw out there and they accept it is a great fish. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you the the best fly out there is something called a no seam fly. Oh, I thought those are little on, tiny ones, right? Well, that's just the name. Of, they, that's just what the guy named him. He's a he's a local name. His name no. is Phil. His name is Phil Bear, and he has a, his own website, noseemfly.com. Hmm. Well, and uh, man, those are the best. Well, that's flies a, you it's can a buy. it's a that's a name used a lot of places, but yeah. normally a noseem it's, it's got this little uh, critter that is uh, uh, so small that you normally don't even see it. Yep, and this this one he just uh, named it. They come up with catchy names. Uh, for the flies and stuff. You well, that must hear be, all it sorts of must be an awfully hear. small fly. Yeah, it's 28. pretty small. It's a small hook, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's on a size 22 hook. If, and that's a hard out. fish to land with that small of a fly hooked on its lip. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. My clients yeah. yesterday caught um, about 10 fish, fish a piece on them. So they, it was a good good pattern yesterday. And was yeah, that was uh, was that uh, top water or were you nymphing or what? We were, yeah, those were all dry. We did nymph, but we we caught ten on dries and probably about three or four each underneath. Boy, I'm I'm ready to get in the car and head for uh, <laughs> the Provo and have him meet me there and catch a few fish tomorrow. Well, even from Southern California, Frank, it's probably, what, 10, 12 hours? You know, uh, it's only about, about an hour flight. Oh, yeah, there you go. Salt, yeah, yeah. You, you just fly into Salt Lake? My, my, or Provo? my friends came from uh, Orange County yesterday, and they, they flew in yesterday, So some of my clients, and... They flew in for the day, and they got back. Their flight landed at 9 p.m. at night, and they got they got about five hours of fishing in. That's it? They just went up for one day? They just went up, came up for one day yesterday. Wow. They had a ball. They, it was a great trip, and he was. Uh, they, they were just friends and came up together. It was pretty fantastic trip well, for them. Well, we'll have to, call it, uh, have, to, have to call it no excuse fishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No excuses. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one question. First name of uh, the guy that just came back. Uh, His name was Justin. The one that came, his name was Justin. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. I have four guys up there right now. That's why I was asking. They were all leaving this week. And then, really, that are coming up this way? Yes. So uh, that's why I asked, and uh, I told him I would get one of the guys that I knew up there to be on the radio. Oh. I keep my promises. <laughs> Terrific. Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> awesome. And then his friend that came with him was Park, so it was Justin and Park that flew up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> for the distance and what you got to do. Did they fly into Salt Lake or Provo? Yeah, they fly into Salt Lake, but it's such a quick flight. They they say it's worth it because, I mean, geez, it's only an hour to get here. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a lot faster than going to the high Sierras from here. Well, do you have a way to yeah. pick them up? Is there transportation or they have they rent just a car? Rent a car and, they just rent a car and meet me at the river. Yeah, for one day it's not much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you guys, now, now you're actually thinking of coming. Well, if you could do a <laughs> one-day trip, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd yeah. love to host you. You definitely need to come. Well, if you got, you know, the other thing too is about guides. Um, if you haven't fished that area, well, even if you have, you know, I've always found that, you know, guides aren't cheap. But you know, if you spend a lot of money to go on a trip, and you don't get a, a guide, you're a fool. Yeah, that's yeah. the least expense of all is mm-hmm. your guide. Well, even if you do it for one day and try it on your own the next, at least you have yeah. a clue what you're doing and where to go. That's right. I just. 
went up to the Bow River in Calgary, and uh, that was fun, and I hired a guide. Yeah. So even guides hire guides. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you're in a different spot. It's uh, local knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, that local knowledge is key. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Justin, we're going to have to go in a, in a couple of seconds here, but uh, it is uh, the, the website again is Utah Pro Fly Fishing. Utah Pro Fly Fishing. That should be easy enough. Dot com. Yeah. Okay, uh, Justin, we appreciate you taking the time. You are listening. Hey, thank you. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to our website, fishhunttalkradio.com. Thanks. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Alaskan RV Butler, guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler, like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife, or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. No, say that you're the best. Never seen you with a fish on here. Got a pole and a big old dress. Never seen you get him wet. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Got a pole and a big old dress. Never seen you get him wet. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Well, if you're out, don't you ain't got a chance. Take that old big friend then. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Don't say that you're the best. Never seen you with a fish on here. Got a pole and a big old dress. Never seen you get him wet. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Bow! Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Well, if you're out, don't you you ain't got a chance. Take that old big man then. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water. Welcome back. To Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, our host Frank Selby, on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Uh, today is our inaugural day to go on Sirius XM Radio, channel 122. So if you're not listening on that, uh, tell your friends, tune in. If you don't have a radio, go get one. But uh, we're really excited about being partners with them. And that is uh, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on Eastern, on Channel 122, on Sirius XM Radio. And if you want to send me an email, john at fishtalkradio.com, john at fishtalkradio.com. We're talking to Mike Ferris, and he's lucky enough to fish the Santiam, uh, which if people that are not familiar with it, it's in, uh, I guess you'd call it what, central coastal Oregon? Uh, it's kind of just western Oregon and up in the Cascades in the yeah. Santiam yeah. Canyon. yeah. And I know that was it Trinity. There's three or four rivers up there that are just phenomenal uh, trout streams. They're not bad. And what is it that uh, that you like to target, Mike? 
Well, my primary target is uh, summer steelhead, and that would be my number one. Since my home river is the North Santa Am and where I live, I have the most experience uh, drifting that river, fishing that river, and so I like summer steelhead a lot. Uh, there are also some spring Chinook in the summer months. Hmm. And then uh, later on in the season, like right now, is uh, supposed to be fall Chinook. And I usually head for the coastal streams for that with my clients mm-hmm. and try to target some uh, fall Chinook. Okay. Well, do they get any size, the, the kings? Um, yes, they do. They, the spring Chinook typically run... I'll say a good size Springer is probably 8 to 15 pounds, Mm -hmm. but you'll get the occasional one that'll get up toward 20. Mm -hmm. But they're not like the the big, you know, bruiser fall Chinook that come in that wait a little bit later before they come in. They come Mm -hmm. in fairly early. They're in the river generally around April, May, and they don't spawn until, you know, closer to when the fall Chinook. Yeah, well, you know, that's gives them, because um, I know that salmon, before they go upstream, they spend a lot of time eating. And so they, they, probably, they probably put a lot of weight on it just a couple of months. They do, and then they come up. But once they hit that fresh water, they generally clam up and they don't eat. And mm-hmm. you, every time you catch a, you know, a spawning uh, salmon or steelhead, it's generally, it's, it's empty in the stomach area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the eggs keep getting bigger and the milk keeps getting bigger. Oh. And uh, they, so they, they're doing their thing. They're on a mission. They're not there about the food. They're about the, yeah. uh, the spawning. Reproduction. Yeah. Of course, the That's big right. difference is the steelhead uh, will go back and forth. Uh, how many times do you think a steelhead will return to the ocean? The steelhead, uh, absolutely, at least one time. Sometimes we get a second run of, and I call those the B-run fish, or two salts. And it used to be starting in August, September, you get a second run of summer steelhead, and those were the bigger two-run fish. And they would, you know, your, your initial runs are probably we'll say six to eight pounds, but then you'd start seeing those two-run, double-run fish that have been out in the salt twice, and they come back, and they're like 12 to 16 pounds. Mm -hmm. Bet they're fun in a stream. Oh, Oh, they're they're just an absolute blast. And I've caught uh, my biggest... double run if you want b run steelhead in the summer was i caught it in august i still remember and it was uh, 16 pounds and i caught it on a uh, a black marabou jig under a bobber <laughs> okay so what do you you just float that down the stream right yeah i don't know are you familiar with bobber techniques at all well go ahead and tell us well, typically we target our fish a number of different ways, but my favorite way is kind of a diver and bait combination where you either use a diving plug with about two to three feet of line behind that and then a live sand shrimp oh. rigged up right behind it. It's, it's kind of odd looking, but it's very effective. And then the, my second favorite way is uh, – with, uh, we, of course, we can do the plugs, the hot shots, the, the uh, wiggle warts, and those kinds of plugs. Those are pretty effective. Mm-hmm. And then my next favorite is the bobber and jig combination, which is a marabou jig under a bobber, probably, we'll say, three to five feet, depending on the depth of the water that I'm fishing. And sometimes we tip that with a little bit of uh, raw shrimp. Uh, kind of, we're 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 not proud about the yeah. way we fish. We're just trying to. Put fish <laughs> well, in the hey, you know what? Fishing is fun, no matter what. Uh, you know, if you get out in the water, it's a beautiful place, and even if you're not catching, it's still beautiful. But personally, I'd rather do catching. Yeah, absolutely, too. That's why we're there. Yeah. I got one more question, real quick. You also fish a lake around there, don't you? We do, yes. And that, thank you for bringing that up, Frank. Because, um, that is uh, what's going on right now. Right now, you know, summer steelhead went away about the end of June. They shut off the spring Chinook season on August the 15th in the North Santa Am. So the only thing going on up the Santa Am Canyon right now that's really worth uh, fooling around with is Detroit Lake. And it's, it's a reservoir on the North Santa River that was put in place in the early 50s for flood control and it's a beautiful lake and they, they tend to draw it down in the fall and uh, they stocked the heck 
out of it with trout all mm. summer long. Mm. And a lot of those are holdover trout and kokanee that they've planted, and those are holdovers, and they get pretty big. Mm. And this time of the year, it's nothing for us to go up there, fish for three hours, and get our limit and be done. And that's trout, we'll say, from 12 to 15 inches apiece. Wow. And, and a limit is five now, fish per person. A, a so quick question I was going to ask you about using a bobber. Uh, so uh-huh. can you put a fly underneath the bobber? You can. And it, it, let's say for the guys who aren't real adept at fly fishing, you'll see them put maybe a, a nymph pattern on or something like that. Uh, but those weighted jigs are really the ticket if you're if you're not a fly fisherman. But I have seen people put a fly on, but for some reason the steelhead just can't leave those marabou jigs alone. Mm. Yeah. And what is a marabou jig? A marabou jig is uh, have you ever seen the uh, jigs with the weighted head and the hook that's oh you mean a, a, right a, into the jig head? A, a lead head. A lead head exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that makes it marabou is they they tie a bunch of marabou feathers on there and oh. the popular colors on the north saniam like i said i caught that great big bee run several years ago with a black marabou jig i think it was black and yellow and uh yeah, the other yellow dot really really well on the north saniam mm-hmm. is kind of i call it a bubblegum yeah. pink or a hot pink no, actually we... and then purple is also good yeah. so instead of, instead of using plastic it's kind of like a giant fly uh, then Exactly. When you when you see that thing undulating through the water, it's got a lot more going on than just say a, a plastic worm, mm-hmm. you know, does. And a little bit more action. And like I say, we're not proud. We'll even spice it up with a little bit of uh, uh, fresh shrimp or something like that on there. Yeah. I got a real quick question. If uh, John or anybody listening wanted to come up and fish with you, how would they get in touch with you the easiest way? The best way is is obviously my uh, website, and it's it's listed under fishermanmikes.com, no apostrophes, obviously. And uh, on that website, there's there's a way to contact me via email and also a phone number that you can call me directly, okay. and I usually carry that all the time. So that's Fisherman Mike? Fisherman Mike's, plural. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Jersey Mike's Sandwich Shop. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. FishermanMikes.com. Yeah. Wow, okay, well, hopefully people can remember that, but when you're listening in the car, you forget things real quick. So. No, I understand. So, like I say, if you can remember FishermanMikes.com, you got it knocked. Okay. Yeah. Or they can go on our web. Yeah. Or just search yep. it, you'll find it. And if also, you put in Fisherman Mike's, it should pop up. And also, if people are listening to this and they, uh, you know, didn't quite get it, always go to the website because all of the shows are posted uh, right away. And you can just go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And uh, right from there in the, fir- in the front page, it's staring right at you. You just click listen. Okay, yeah. I, I pulled up your site, and I was able to get one of the older broadcasts. I think the one that's on there right now is October 7th. Uh, no, it and, should, oh, wait a minute. Pull that up. Is that right, <laughs> Oh, that's right. This is October. So, yeah, it was last week. Last week? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, this week we haven't been up there because we haven't done it yet. <laughs> you were worried, weren't you, John? Yeah, yeah. Uh, your last show is available, and I clicked on it just to see what would come up. But for some reason, the live show, the, the uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio, the, it, my server didn't allow me to get in. It said it didn't have the right access. So. Huh. Well, just try Fish Talk Radio. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. That'll work also. But uh, no, I've never heard of anybody having a problem with that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, well, I always have problems with my computer. I'd probably, <laughs> pro- probably I probably use it. Too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not I resemble that guy. remark. I don't yeah. resent it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I mean, I, I even hate my stupid smartphone. I'm still learning, <laughs> but you know, you know what they say about old dogs. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. Okay. Well, that sounds very exciting. But basically, what you do is you'll go to whatever river. Uh, is working, and depending on what your clients want, and you can go pretty much uh, up and down the coast along the, uh, in Western Oregon. 
Correct. Mm -hmm. And so depending, like say, Fall Chinook is pretty much a, a, a coastal show right now. And there's not a whole, this Fall Chinook season has been a little slow getting started this year. Uh, the fish numbers are down. They've closed a number of fisheries. Columbia River is closed all the way from Astoria to Pasco, Washington. Astoria, Oregon to Pasco, Washington is closed for salmon. And they just got done closing Tillamook Bay, which I had never even heard mm -hmm. that they've done that in the past. But the fish counts are down so low they're trying to preserve the few fish that are coming in and, and going up the river so it's hard to even fish in Tillamook Bay right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, well yeah Tillamook's pretty far up there. Uh, Tillamook is a little bit north on the coast just south of uh, Manzanita and, yeah. and Seaside yeah up right. that direction okay, but there's five far. decent yeah. five decent streams that drain into okay. Tillamook Bay. Well Mike uh, <laughs> Uh, trying to remember, uh, Fisherman Mike's. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to have to go. We're about out of time, but we really appreciate you coming on and telling us about your part of the world and see if we can get some people interested in going to visit you. you know, okay, well, go, thanks go so much for, for asking. Com. Thank you, Mike. Thank appreciate you. it. Right. Thank, thank you so much. Right. Bye. Bye. Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Welcome back 
to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby and our very special friend Chris Witt. Uh, he's out of Florida and he's got a, uh, a tool, I think what you might call it, more than just a, you know, something else. And we get a lot of people that come to us that want us to help promote their product. And especially when it comes to tackle, you know, I got to believe it to put it on the air. And this one, I believe. Our friend uh, Jim down at Cabo San Lucas was one of your first clients. And the biggest money tournament in the world is coming up in about a week or so. And that's the Bisbee Black and Blue. And from what I understand, you've got at least five of your rigs in that tournament. And this is a multi-million dollar uh, tournament. So people use, um, you know, whatever the best they can get to catch fish. Yeah, I have uh, about six people going out there that bought uh, my teasers uh, specifically for that tournament. Mm-hmm. I believe the entry fee is like $50,000. Well, the entry fee, I think, is 7000 and that includes for five people. But the payoff on that is only, it's not, it's not they much. They have a little and a big. It's I know a, they have big. Well, what they do is they have the side bets. So I think it's a uh, 1000 2000 and 10000 So to go in across the board with your buy-in, it's, it's about fifty grand. Yeah. You know, yeah but that's, but uh, there's a, there was a boat out of Hawaii not too long ago that got over $3 million. Oh, yeah. Well, so, we're planning on it. We're planning on taking it. There you go. There you go. That would be fantastic. But I, uh, I've, I've got Hellraiser teaser series. Okay. Uh, it's going well, to be Chris, there. Chris, we've only yeah. got a couple minutes. Tell us what's different about your teaser than everybody else's. Uh, what I make are uh, uh, mirrored stainless steel blades uh, that are either uh, run in an inline fashion where they just spin kind of innocuous, but the flash reaches out a fifth of a mile into 900 feet deep. They draw fish from everywhere. Uh, the Hellraisers are built different. They are built on a 600-pound mainline, and uh, they jog back and forth and wobble and turn, actually, depending on hydrodynamics, in opposite directions, which makes it more radical presentation. So these guys are going out there, and they're running one of each off of, off of their corner cleats. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I have video on my pages on Hellraiser teaser and Rippin' Who teasers on uh Facebook uh, shows the attack of a spearfish in Italy on, on the teaser itself. Um, uh, they are they are probably the best right. attractor. On well, the market. Chris, because we're short on time, what is your email address, and they can learn all they need? Uh, Rippinwho at gmail dot com. R i p p R i p p i n h o o at gmail dot com. All righty, and I would suggest you do that because I tell you, I know that it works. Yeah, you used it in Alaska. Yeah, most cheating. Uh, yeah, cheating. But you know, most uh, most uh, uh, tackle and lures are designed to catch anglers, not fish. And, Absolutely. But this really I does just work. I got a phone call from a guy that asked me about stripers, and I said, yeah, they're, I didn't even know it, but they're using um, vertical for stripers in Chesapeake Bay. Oh, just going up and they're down. Doing, oh, okay. They're doing oh. the same for salmon in Canada. So, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm covering all fisheries. There you go. All right, Chris, we appreciate that very much, that you're coming on and helping us for a couple of minutes, and, and uh, good luck in that uh, Bisbee tournament. That would be awesome. Well, well, thank you very much, John, okay. for including It's good to hear you both. There you go. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, uh, Frank, let's mention one more time. Today is our first day on um, Sirius XM Radio. It's on channel 122 at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And if anybody happens to be listening to it and they get in contact with it, I'll make sure, we'll send you something out of our treasure chest. I just want to see if there's anybody out there listening to that. So you just uh, email john at fishtalkradio.com. John at fishtalkradio.com. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. I'd be curious to see. I also want to know where you're listening from. Okay, we got to go. You go to the website, fishtalkradio.com. Radio.com.